Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. There's desperation and anguish. More than 80,000 Afghans have since arrived in America. But this story is still unfolding. I'm Andrea Smartin. In my new podcast, Stranger Becomes Neighbor, we'll find out what happens to these new arrivals in our communities. Who would help our newest neighbors? Follow us at kslpodcast.com, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. On KSL News Radio, 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. Doug Wright filling in again this week on Inside Sources here at KSL News Radio. Anytime I hear about President Trump and anything to do with his taxes, I just kind of shake my head going back uh, before the election. The issue of whether or not he would release his taxes and then him mocking others who did not release their taxes, including he uh, singled out Mitt Romney specifically for releasing his taxes so late in the 2012 campaign. And then I remember the excuses that were made. Well, I'm under audit right now. The IRS said, no, Mr. Trump, that uh, will not preclude you from releasing your taxes and it just goes on and on and on so anytime i hear anything about uh, president trump's or mr trump at certain times taxes i just kind of shake my head and when i uh, saw this that an appeals court has temporarily blocked the release of president trump's tax returns i thought well we need to turn to the people of the really understand and have been watching this closely what is this all about and aaron katursky joins us now abc news senior investigative reporter out of new york aaron welcome back to the program and what is going on in new york this isn't about an election release is it no, in fact, this is wholly separate from all of the political efforts to get Donald Trump's tax returns. This is a, a criminal investigation by the Manhattan District Attorney's Office. The prosecutors here are looking into the hush payments that were made in 2016 to Stormy Daniels and Karen McDougal, two women who had alleged affairs with Donald Trump from years ago. He has denied them. And the, the uh, investigation centers on whether any business records were falsified in the transmitting of those payments and also in reimbursing Michael Cohen, the president's former personal attorney, who's serving time uh, for, for violating campaign finance rules in connection with those payments. Uh, the feds didn't charge anybody else, but because of what Cohen said publicly about those payments and, and how they were arranged, uh, the Manhattan prosecutors decided to look into them and, and subpoenaed uh, the president's corporate and personal tax records as a result. Now, this is a delay request, if I understand it correctly. What was the argument that the Trump attorneys made? Why should the judge have delayed this? Well, the, the, the president has said that as president, while he's in office, he is immune from any criminal proceeding, especially one in, in a state court, uh, because the, um, the president's attorneys say there are momentous questions regarding the presidency and federalism and the separation of powers. Uh, he also claimed that um, any of his associates, the Trump Organization, or members of his family whose uh, records may also have been sought, were also likewise immune because that could impact the president from, from, uh, from doing his duties. A, a federal judge broadly rejected all of that and called the president's argument repugnant to the nation's governmental structure and constitutional values. Uh, the presidents, their families, their businesses, 
are just not above the law, the, the decision said. Now, that doesn't mean these tax returns are immediately going to be turned over. The president uh, and his legal team immediately appealed, and um, a federal appellate court issued a temporary stay while, um, you know, while that appeal is heard. The, the temporary stay, does it have a clock ticking with it? Do we have a date? Yeah, we don't yet, although by the end of the day, I expect that we'll get one, Doug. Um, the, the second U.S. Circuit Court of Appeals agreed to hear this on an expedited basis. Um, you know, the president's in no rush. I think the whole legal tactic here is just to delay as long as possible and run out the clock. And the Manhattan DA's office would like to get on with its investigation. Um, they say that even if uh, the president's tax returns are turned over under subpoena, it's not like the public's going to see them. They, they, they go to a grand jury, uh, which has the case to decide whether to bring charges. Uh, and they would only become public if there's a case and ultimately a trial. So they, they see no... No problems here with disclosure. The president uh, is never shy about tweeting this past weekend, and even today he has been uh, rather productive. Uh, He tweeted as this uh, delay request was granted that, quote, radical left Democrats were basically pushing local and state uh, Democratic prosecutors to go get President Trump. I I can't help but muse uh, and wonder... Does does this hurt or help the president's case when he's tweeting while this stuff is still just barely coming out and is so sensitive and clocks are perhaps going to be ticking? Yeah, you know, you wonder. I mean, the president, I, I think, is his own advocate, and and you know whether his lawyers prefer it or not, they, I think they have to live with um, you know the existence of of the tweets. Uh, and, and the Manhattan DA's office declined to, to comment. I mean, they, they have said that he just does not have the blanket immunity that he claims to. And, and I think they'd like to separate their case, their criminal case, from the, the, the political efforts on Capitol Hill to get at his tax returns. They, 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 you know, they, they see a different kind of legitimacy there. Uh, but, but officially, they haven't commented. And they say that they are prepared... Um, as the president would undoubtedly be, to go to the Supreme Court, depending on which way the Second Circuit rules. Aaron, as always, I so appreciate your insights. Thank you for joining us here at KSL. Good to hear you. Thanks. Thank you. Aaron Katursky, ABC News senior investigative reporter uh, out of New York today, uh, giving us a little of the background behind the appeals court, has temporarily blocked the release of President Trump's tax returns in this New York State investigation that he, he fleshed out for us. Always appreciate Aaron and our friends and colleagues from ABC joining us to give us a little more insight on these stories. Coming up, let me just give you a, just a, a quick rundown of what we're anticipating. Uh, tomorrow, by the way, for those who heard Luz Escamillo with us, who is running for Salt Lake City Mayor, uh, talk about affordable housing and housing in general in the capital city of Utah. We will be talking with Aaron Mendenhall, who is also running for the mayoral seat, and that will be uh, tomorrow. Later on in the program, we're going to be talking with Chris Stewart, our second district congressman. We thought it would be interesting to get uh, Representative Stewart's take on this pullout of troops out of northern Syria and what kind of ramifications it might have with his military background and also his seat on the House Intelligence Committee. I thought Chris could give us uh, a little more background on this and also react. I, uh, I haven't heard his direct reaction to this 
But boy, I'll tell you more and more, uh, not just Democrats, but Republicans, heavy duty Republicans are aligning themselves against the president's decision here. And that includes someone who has become a real supporter of the president. Uh, that's Lindsey Graham, but also uh, Senator Sass, uh, Senator Portman, uh, Senator Romney, Senator Collins. We've we've had a lot of uh, pushback on this, and we're hearing more and more from those in the White House and those in military leadership that they were really blindsided by this. And some of the dire predictions of what could happen are somewhat alarming to say the least so we're going to walk through that as well and we also still have and boy we're getting a lot of great response on this this is in reaction to president trump implying in this tweeting war that's been going on especially between him and mitt romney he implied that many of us here in the great state of utah the beehive state were reconsidering and regretting our decision to send mitt romney back to washington dc and I thought, well, okay, that's that's an interesting question. Uh, let's ask the question, put the shoe on the other foot. Are any of you regretting your decision to vote for Donald J. Trump as president of the United States back in 2016? And again, if somebody is not regretting, we want to hear from you as well. So we are going to come back. We'll share more of the texts that are coming in and we'd also love to get your uh, voicemails at 801-575-7668 we played what four i think uh, four or five of them uh, just a little while ago it's always interesting to hear your responses 801-575-7668 do you regret your decision to vote for president trump and are you planning on voting for him again or do you not regret and we'll also be talking about your uh, thoughts on Mitt Romney, too. That's up for grabs, too, as long as we're asking about the president. Let's ask about our junior senator. More is coming up on Inside Sources. I'm Doug Wright. Thanks for joining us today.